right. Um, episode, wow, I don't even know what this episode is. It's like six or seven, one of those. I'm not really sure. But uh, here we are. It is a very gloomy day in December 2nd. Uh, but yesterday was a bright day at the Academy because we had uh, Design Day, an all-school Design Day, in which we worked with younger students. And uh, from my perspective, um, just walking around, it seemed quite beautiful to watch our older students work with younger students. Um, and so I'm interested in what it was like for you seniors to be working um, with our lower school students and our middle school students, and if you can talk a little bit about your experience uh, during a Design Day. I had a lot of fun for one thing, but the thing I thought was interesting was it's been a while since I was a little kid like that, and a lot of about how I think and what I think is cool has changed, and it was just nice to be able to listen to what they thought was cool and how they think, and then remember, like, oh, I used to think like that, too. I was just like that kid. Can you give an example of what they thought was cool? Yeah, so, like, just menial things, like shooting down a paper bag from that was hanging on the ceiling with um, a slingshot, which was, like, one of our games that we designed. I mean, now I would think, like, okay, it's kind of a fun way to pass the time, but they thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever, and they were all competitive about it and how, like, turning this little thing into almost like a – it was almost like a sport. It was just kind of cool. I thought it reminded me a lot about how small, tiny challenges when I was little were, like, big things for, like, a group of kids who wanted to see, like, oh, who's the best person who can do this? Oh, who's the best person who can do that? I thought something else that was really cool about um, what we did yesterday was the way we collaborated and how the kids are really full of creativity and kind of lack the practicality and execution. That's something that is more our field. So to be able to combine the two of those and have these kids have their different ideas and us figure out how to make them possible, it's really cool, especially sometimes today I feel like in our day-to-day -day lives we don't really have the space for creativity, especially in um, in classes like math or history software. Um, Basically, it's more cut and dry, but their day is full of creativity. So to incorporate that into a day for us was really fun. I actually thought it was really interesting to watch the like, middle schoolers, I guess. So like around like 11 and 12, so our day revolved around the idea of play and fun. And when you're that age, you're kind of the in-between of getting like pushed out of being a kid. Yeah. But you still kind of are. I mean, we're all still kind of kids, but they're more like it's really fresh for them. Like they have to kind of get over that stage. And I think yesterday I had more fun watching, like, the 11-year-olds who they're not supposed to be that way anymore, but yesterday was, like, they still are, and you could really see that, I felt like, yesterday. Oh, I thought you. Uh, sure. Okay. This is kind of just based off that. I kind of thought it was funny um, to, like, watch the middle schoolers, and there was, like, a couple. I had, like, three or four in my group, I think, and there was, like, a few who were, like, way too cool for everything, and then there was like the one person who was really putting himself out there, and I thought that was cool to see. Another thing that was, it was stated to us before that it would be this way, but to see the way that the lower schoolers look up to you as a senior, and the, what, does like? what does that feel like to you, for all of you? It's definitely a good feeling, it makes you feel good, but it's also, it's really funny. Their perception of you and their perception of age and everything is really warped. And for us, I think, I mean, I'm 18 years old, and I still think of myself as a kid, and I think I'm still 15. And to these kids literally acted as if we were 30 years old. One of them asked me my height and then yelled at me that I was lying, that I was they much never, taller. They didn't care about your name. They just called me Miss. They never wanted to know my name. Like, Miss, Miss, excuse me. And I'm like, 
No, you can call me Caroline. I'm not your teacher. Like, right. did it? Does that change? I want. Does that to to know that there are young people that think you're that old? Did it change something? Like, did you feel that you were acting differently? For me, it's like almost strange that little kids. Um, sort of perceive me as so capable like I know for a fact like they inherently trust people our age and like I feel like we're so inexperienced with so much and then like it's almost like before you become a parent unless you've been working as like a nanny or a babysitter or something for a really long time you're like so inexperienced with kids and you're just like figure out how to do it but they don't know that you're figuring it out or kind of guessing at what to do they just expect that like what you're saying is truth and like there's no like doubt and they haven't like formed their own like I guess they haven't like formed their own full ideas of what's right and wrong so you can kind of it's just weird to have someone place so much trust on you for no reason Um, well, I had a, this job over the summer where I taught, like, kid fitness to young kids, like, ages three to five for some classes and whatnot, and some of the parents would come up to me after and be like, they love, like, they love this, they're going to remember this, like, they go, like, I go out and play games with them and, like, teach them basketball and volleyball and stuff, and they're like, and even myself, like, I remember going to, like, camps like this when I was younger, and so it's like, like a nice thing to think about, I guess, when you're with these kids that they're gonna like remember this day when they get older and they're gonna like enjoy it and have fun, so. So Jess and I work at Spark after school, and I think is, uh, oh, and Haley as well, sorry. Um, and one of the things that I realized after a while was that the relationship you have with the kid is sort of, the kids is sort of, it changes over time. So when you start out working, they're very closed to you and they don't really open up to you until you open up to them. And then they sort of start talking to you and then you learn more about them and you have to be the one asking questions. But after a while they start to like become your friend and then it reaches a point where they don't actually respect you because there's such a close friend they don't respect that you're actually older and that you're an authority figure as a supervisor at Spark. And then you have to kind of like stop that friendship almost until they start respecting you and then the friendship continues. So it's sort of like a hill that they have to get over. Yeah, so this day that we had, this design day was only that first segment, but for like long-term relationship with kids, like it's really interesting. Like the entire day I recognize kids and they recognize me because for most of them I've gotten over that hump to the point where we're friends now, but they understand that like I'm their supervisor. And it was weird because they were still acting like I was a supervisor, even in like a regular environment where there were other kids and other people. They sort of like treated me different than other high school kids. Yeah, and for me, not... Not all the time when I'm with kids, but sometimes it makes me sort of think about, like, just, I mean, okay, first of all, like, their sheer impressionability, I guess, is, like, it blows my mind how you can tell, like, you you could say anything and it has, like, a big impact, whereas, like, in your everyday life, like, you might say something and people kind of just, like, you know, people say a lot of stuff, so it kind of just passes through whatever, but also, like, <laughs> I guess before... I guess before kind of sort of recently, I haven't thought about the impact of like how you're raised really, like really how you're raised like has on you as a person. But after after working with kids for, for a while, I can like see why like who people's parents are like can 
it is like it's just going to impact you no matter what because when you spend so much time with someone and like hear everything they say either you're gonna like go with it or you're gonna like kind of I think like reject it and I don't know I I just never gave it much thought as to like people I've always thought like oh people are the way they are because like you know it's your ideas and your opinions and everything but like it almost like (laughs) I mean it's it's like you can't fault a little kid for believing everything their parents say. And then when the kid grows up into an adult with, like, you know, views I might not necessarily agree with or something like that, it's, like, it's just weird because it's, like, where they come from. And, and like, after seeing just how, yeah, I guess just how impressionable kids are, like, it, it makes me think about that a little bit differently. Just an example of um, right in the beginning, or not in the beginning, I guess this was the second meeting with them, and they wanted to build, like, a, it was, up there were three pre-cares, and they wanted to build a playhouse or whatever. So we're talking about the sign on the outside, and they wanted to write no, no kindergartners because they don't let them play with their stuff. And they're being really nasty about not sharing, and I said, you guys didn't know? And they said, what? I said, you're the... The more you share, the cooler you are. And they looked at each other like, oh, we have to say welcome everyone on their side. Like they wanted, they wrote, ki- all kindergarten can come, all this stuff. And it was just like, I didn't think it would work. And they all like freaked out with it. And we're writing it everywhere. Like a- anyone can come in. And it was just like, like wow, wow. I didn't really realize. It's a lot of power. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Anyone? Oh no, I was just gonna. Oh, okay. I was just thinking about what Matrey was saying about um, kind of little kids seeing the difference between you being a friend and someone who's in charge of them. And I babysit these two girls uh, twice a week after school, and I have been since, like, early September. And the mom was saying to me that, like, they'll talk about me at dinner like I'm their friend. They'll be like, oh, yeah, Haley's our friend. We're really good friends with her. And then... One day a couple weeks ago, the younger one was, like, throwing a temper tantrum on the floor and refusing to do her homework, and I was yelling at her. I was like, Stell, you have to do your work, and she flipped out at me, and then I was telling the mom, like, you know, Stell today really wasn't doing her work and being nice, and then she flipped out at me, and she's like, I hate babysitters. I hate you. You're not my friend anymore. You're awful, and then she, like, stomped away, and the mom yelled at her, um... But then <laughs> her mom was saying she had to have a conversation with the two of them about, like, I know you think Kaylee's your friend, but she's also in charge of you. So I think it's, like, weird for kids because, like, they do see, like, so they put so much trust in you and they look up to you and everything as a caretaker and then also a friend. But I feel like it's a weird age where you're, like, sort of an adult and sort of a child. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Just on, like, the flip side, I think it's almost I forgot like I forgot how kids have like I guess they they really have personalities like they're full-blown people you know what I mean like right from the time you're like two like I don't know like one or two years old like whenever you start talking you're like a full-blown person with like opinions and a sense of humor and like like you know there are certain like little kids who I might have more in common with because what they think is funny is like I think it's funny or like it's like it's it's crazy because they need so much like they need so much protection and support but also they're like so individual and like it's like a weird just combination of like being a person but also not being able to do like anything for yourself. Yes. So Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 
I'll get you in the next one, Michelle. I got you. Yeah, like going into design day, I was actually kind of nervous because I've never thought of myself that someone that's good with kids. Like I never, <laughs> I don't have any, any siblings and I, there's not a lot of kids in my family. So I wasn't like really, I'm not really good with kids. So, and I knew I would have to go in and be the senior leader and I was really actually kind of tense about it. Like I was kind of nervous yesterday. I didn't let it show, but I was. <laughs> and I go in and my group comes with me and like the kids like looking to me like, what are we going to do? Because I was with pre-K and I was like, all right, like, I don't know, and I, I kind of just, we had, like, this very awkward encounter. We all sat silently at the table for a while. I was like, you guys want to play rock, paper, scissors? And they were, like, not into it. Like, I didn't know how to get them into it. And then I was like, crap, we're going to have this huge barrier. Like, it's going to be so bad all day. Like, we're not going to talk. Like, I'm going to do the whole project. And I was the flick soccer, so it actually ended up pretty good. But then all of a sudden, like, my, the one girl that I was with, um, she goes, can you put on Beyonce? And I'm just like, like, yeah, like, of course I can. <laughs> and then, so we put on, so we put on single ladies and we were like going like, like the dance and like single ladies and like. Moving our hand in the ring form. Can't yeah. People, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing the like ring, put a ring on dance. a dance right now. <laughs> and, and then I was like, wait, like, I can do it. Like, I can talk to these kids and I can. And I finally like got really into it and I, the girl was like holding my hand and like like piggyback rides, like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wait, like I can do it. <laughs> and then I actually, whenever a kid cries, I'm usually like farthest away. And, but then my, one of the kids started crying and I was the first one to like go over. I got him to stop crying and get him to play our game. And I was like, wow. So like, I think it like actually shows something about me that yesterday. Cause I was like, wait, like I, I'm usually like not very good with kids, but yeah. I proved that I can do it. Yeah. it. Might take me a second, but like, there's actually not as big of a barrier as I thought there was because as yeah. soon as she said put on Beyonce, I was like, yeah. And she didn't just know single ladies. Like, she knew, like, Love on Top. She knew, <laughs> like, other songs. So it was Dr. cool. Phil question. What, that's okay. I'm talking about it. Um, when, when the kid held your hand, what did that feel like for you? Well, it was a really small hand because she was four. Right. Um, but I think it was just kind of cool because I was like, my hands were once this size and now they're really big. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but like my favorite part about it was that the hand, she didn't like ask about it. Like I was just walking next to her because we, she went with me to go get the boxes for the project. And she just like, we were always walking on, so she just grabbed my hand. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like she actually looks up to me. Like I'm an authority figure to her as into like, in many other places, like a people, like I have authority figures, but here I'm like hers so I thought it was really cool and it was kind of it was just so cute like she was just so cute so I was like loving her the whole day okay so this is going back to um what Haley and Matreo were saying about like making a friendship but then maybe losing authority um so even though I'm also bad with children for some reason I keep putting myself in front of them and I work at a summer camp um and my first year that I worked there um Peter Haling, who some of you probably remember, worked there for, like, at least four years, and they all loved him, and, like, they basically didn't know I existed. Like, I was just sort of there, and I was like, hey, can you, can you, like, make sure you do this? I'd, like, tell them stuff, and they'd, like, look at me, like, who are you? And one day, I, like, found myself alone with them. I have no idea how it happened, but somehow I was the only counselor with, like, all of the children in the camp, like, at least 30 kids, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, none of them listened to me, and they started, like, running around, and I was like, guys, you need to stop, and they're like, well, we don't like you, because Peter plays tags with, tag with us, and you don't play tag with us, and I was like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know what to do, but, like, it's been, like, three years now, and, like, I've slowly started to, like, all right, so I don't have, like, I didn't know how much control, like, that they should have, but now I've, like, sort of, like, learned that, so, like, I, 
like found the balance between like oh I can play with them sometimes but sometimes I can also like like tell them to do things and I don't feel like I've lost that much authority like I don't maybe maybe I have but I definitely didn't have authority before so um, anyway so <laughs> that was my long blown story <laughs> that was it so. <laughs> Um, I think something about yesterday, too, was I wasn't always having the time of my life, but I obviously wasn't going to let that show because you could tell the kids were. So I was okay with, like, doing this house for two hours and nothing was really happening to it because I just wanted to draw on it. But I acted like I liked it because they <coughs> wanted me to like it. And I think that shows, I don't know, it's just kind of eye-opening maybe to parenting. That might be, sound dramatic. No, no, no. But... You realize how, like, I, I came home and I was with my mom at dinner. I said, did you ever let me lose when we would play, like, cards and checkers and stuff? She was like, no, not really. And I don't, like, she said, I don't even know if that was a good thing. I probably should have beaten you more times than I did. But it was just like, you're playing this game, and it's like so many times I could have won Connect Four, but I didn't because she wasn't catching on. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like little stuff like that. You realize how much your parents or any authority figure kind of let you do your own thing before stepping in. Um, just another thing, it's also really cool to notice the impact that you can have on children even in one day because I babysit the same children. It's been two years now and I see the impact that I have on them because I see the difference. I see how um, I deal with their temper tantrums or when they're being good and I see how they start to change over time. But even in one day, you can see the impact of um, if you glorify a child, how they feel oh, yes. and yes. if... Um, you kind of teach them subtle discipline, how that can be absorbed too, because as we, I think Jess is the one talking about parenting and how there are going to be kids who don't have respect because they're not raised to have respect. They're raised to get what they want or act as they want. And there was a girl I know in my group who was not really being, she wasn't being very respectful. And she kept getting really upset when things wouldn't go her way. And the teacher in my group just kept, from the high school kept saying, um, well, things aren't always going to be your way. And you would say, I know, but um, blah, blah, blah. And it was just funny how it seems like a lot of the kids know what's right. And even if they don't want to do it, if you just give them a little nudge, you can make a big impact in them. I think another interesting thing about the kids is that, um, which goes back to like the whole hand holding thing. Like normally, like if I would hold someone's hand, I would worry that my hand is like sweaty or clammy as it is right now. Oh God, yeah. They have no self-consciousness whatsoever. They don't care about how they look. They don't care about how they dress for the most part. And I think it's interesting how as high schoolers, obviously think about that all the time, how we look to each other. But to them, like they'll run around at Spark with like boogers and snot and stuff <laughs> flying out of their nose and they don't really care about it. And I think it's interesting how that, I don't know where that develops from. And you know? when, you're, when you were holding their hand, you don't worry about if your hand is sweating. Yeah, exactly. It sort of takes it away from me because they, they don't care how I look, so I can sort of drop that self-consciousness. But it's, it's weird to see how that develops into something out of nowhere as you grow up. And then I guess as you get older, it starts to go away too because you, you see the same sort of behavior from very old people. But I don't know where it comes from or where it goes. Yeah, off of that, it's, it was interesting. In my group, we had fourth graders and then I think like sixth or seventh graders. But the 
there was one middle school girl and she started off just like seeming like, oh, I'm too cool for things. And it's so sad, like looking at the little kids who just aren't self-conscious about anything and then seeing a middle schooler who's just, yeah, who's just like feeling like afraid to do things and like being at the point where it's like, I don't care what people think to an extent. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say with that, but yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's one other thing that kids have that I don't think we lose. We just may not notice as much as, like, imagination. Like, I told the girl that was in my group, like, three times, like, what we can use to make the thing. And she just goes, like, glitter. Like, we need glitter. And I was like, well, we don't have any glitter. She's like, let's make glitter. Like, we can make it. And I was like, we can't make glitter. And I felt kind of bad. But, like, I just, like, love seeing their imagination. Like, just they just don't care. It's like, can it fly? Like, we can make it fly. And I was like, no, like, we can't. But because, like, so that's, like, another cool thing, like, we have that uh, I think it was Joe I was talking about it like we have the knowledge to like know what's realistic and what's not and they don't but like they have the imagination that we can like kind of work with so like that was really cool so she was like I was like well if you could make it anything like what would you make it and she's like I want to make it like colorful so like we decorated it because I couldn't get get glitter but yeah so I just love seeing their imagination and I was like I probably used to be say those exact kinds of things like that I wanted to do that weren't realistic but I didn't care because I was four so yeah. I guess the question, I guess if we're going to land this plane perfectly, you know, I'm a teacher, so I have to do takeaways. So I wonder, I wonder what, what is the major takeaway from this experience and how can we, I guess, I don't know, what can we take from this that we can lead better, uh, I guess, your, your final year at high school? Is there something that you will take with you and say you hold on to that, you know, when things get tough here that you can look to? I think the comment about them being imaginative imaginative is really important because when you're th thinking of like solutions to a certain problem, wherever you are in your life, most of us just think of how all the solutions can be shot down by everything, but there's no like imagination that's driving creation towards these solutions. The actual process should be think of as many possible things that are unrealistic, shoot them all down until one survives. Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't have that process that creates ideas. We only focus on the process that shoots down other things. And which is why I think the design day was so successful because we had the sort of realism that we brought into and the practicality that we brought along with the imagination that they had. I feel like if we can keep that imagination, our creative process and our um, the way we approach problems and find solutions will be a lot better. What was the exact question again? What Just was... a takeaway from that experience. Right. That um, kind of the waves that authority comes in maybe. So we were once that age, and now we're here, we're seniors, so we kind of have authority over even the freshmen in a way, and then much more over the precares. but then we still have teachers who have authority over us and our parents. And then next year, we're going to be freshmen again, mm -hmm. so we're going to lose some of our authority, but we're going to build it back up, and then we're going to lose it again when we're getting a new job, and then you're going to build it back up, and then you're going to get a parent, and, and then... You're going to be really old and you won't be able to take care of yourself and then your daughter. Like, I just think it just shows, like, through life, like, it just, it goes up and down with, like, stages of authority. Yeah. And we got to see, like, a new aspect of it yesterday. Um, I think another thing is 